everybody. Welcome to podcast number 171. Um, that was we... probably the smoothest intro in some time, bud. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done it in forever. So, <laughs> that may have been good, but expect a shit show the rest of the way. So, no. yeah, pretty much. Uh, we have our regulars, myself, we have Tim, we have Ty. Um, Carrie is being held up by the big boss, so he won't be able to join us tonight. Um, do we bring the guest in right away today, or do we... Let's just maybe just touch, touch base maybe on our fantasy baseball. Yeah, right let's now. talk about the fantasy uh, the fantasy baseball. Um, we are coming into the final two weeks of the regular season. Um, unfortunately, it looks like the dinger hitters are going to be outside of the playoffs. Okay, in my defense, that was an excellent strategy at the start of the season when A, I thought I only had to play eight games, and B, when I thought if I missed playoffs, I was done. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, there's still a, a, a consolation round, and there's a punishment for last of the regular season, and there's a punishment for last of the playoffs. Correct. It's like playing Monopoly when like rules just keep getting added in every week. They're like, oh, <laughs> just so you know, you actually have to play... Three people at the same time. Well, at least this way it keeps you invested. No. Because you can't win, but you really don't want to lose. This is dumb. Sports <laughs> is dumb. Let's talk about the U.S. Open or something. <laughs> hey, but let, let's be honest, though. I think you're going to be okay, but there is a new 12th place player right now. No, yeah, it's, let's it's, talk about it. it's not. They're both 12th. They're tied for the last. So they're. 48. But someone has more wins. Katie has more yeah, wins. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But that's uh, break, yeah. So it's, it's not. Right now, it's Katie and Daryl fighting for last place, and unfortunately for Katie, she's getting killed this week, and Daryl's winning. So. Because it, it goes by wins, right? Like, it's not based off how many points behind first you are. They're the yeah, same it's... amount of points behind first, yeah, but so, she so, has more wins. Yeah, Correct. so he just has more ties. So the tie break will be... But The uh, tie break uh, will be the um, the number of actual games won, but it's a point system like NHL or something so, like that. So well, let's be honest here. So we're looking at this right now. Daryl is tied for last, or is last, and he's playing... Hendo, and they're only eight games apart right now. Daryl's up seven-one, so that almost evens them out, right? And then Katie, who's an eleven, is playing nine, which is Johnny. And you think about it, if they somehow flip that around, they can have a four-way way of finding out who comes in last next week. But for everybody out there, Daryl and uh, Katie play each other, so it is yeah, going to come down week to is that gonna be match. Fun. Next week is going to be fun to watch. Because Katie's actually looked at her stuff. Uh, Daryl hasn't. So it kind of it kind of all works out that way. It might be... We're interested in see who loses. And I know... And actually, if you look at first, Dexter and uh, and Ryan are not necessarily... That, that could still... still well, we're, we're facing each other right now, too. Yeah. 4-4, four, four, my dog Mookie. Who knows? May, maybe something happens and then, you know, Ryan doesn't win. Right? That could happen. Hmm. Interesting. So th three teams have solidified a playoff spot. But if you look down the other way, like the difference between 
Six and seven is quite a bit. And I'm up seven one or six one on carry. So pretty sure the dinger hitters are done. But it's this. <laughs> it's this. This is gonna be fun. Cannot wait. Tyler's so quiet. I've never seen Tyler so quiet. So because this is dumb. This is dumb sports that I'm not winning and I don't want to play it anymore. Well, we we might do a fantasy football draft next week. I I think next week we do fantasy football. (sighs) Tyler's going to have an existential existential crisis right now. It's okay, but you know, it doesn't matter because Tracy likes fantasy football. And so we're going to do it for Tracy. Okay, just get over it. It's going to be the way it's going to be. Yeah, I have comments that should not be shared on the internet. It's fine. Continue. (laughs) Carry on. New topic, please. Oh, well. Shall I bring in our guest? Yes, we can bring in our guest. All right, we are going to bring in our guest. What what button was that again? That's this one. From Chase BC, co-proprietor of Village Lanes, we have Kaylin Collins. Hey, guys. Hey. Welcome aboard. She has been telling me for a long time that she's wanted to get on podcast. And then today she was like, I regret my decisions. <laughs> I feel like every time I've said, hey, if you need a guest, I will come on the podcast. I've probably like had at least three or four drinks and probably shouldn't be making those kind of decisions. <laughs> so you're basically good to go at this point then? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love the confidence. Yep, you betcha. Well, it's good to have you on. We've been looking, for looking forward to having you on for quite some time. Um, Tim, where did you want to start today? Well, maybe we can touch base. I know there's been a lot of uh, unfortunate circumstances with uh, wildfires out there. And I know, Kaylin, you were affected for a while out there. So maybe you can touch base on how everything was going out in the Kelowna, Chase Vernon area out there. Yeah, for sure. So last, oh man, it's been like a couple weeks now, so bear with me with dates, but two Fridays ago, um, Chase was put on an evac alert. Um, We have a wildfire burning just um, in the North Shushwap, which is a ways from us, just on the other side of the mountain and across the lake, Um, which was all fine and good because Kelly and the kids and I are living in Salmon Arm out at the lake for the summer. So we figured the only thing we really had to worry about was the lanes, if anything was to happen there. Um, And then later on that night, the exact same night, we actually got put on evacuation alert out at the lake property as well. So we were just kind of waiting to see if we were going to have a place to go, if both places got evacuated or what the deal was going to be. And then... As of right now, both places are still on alert, um, but we've moved back into Chase this past okay. week. So, yeah. So, but yeah, we've had to postpone our leagues like by a full week because we haven't even had the chance to do like a proper registration day. Um, Kelly, obviously, they closed the Trans Canada Highway like in between the lake property and uh, Chase. So Kelly couldn't get out here to do any maintenance, and so maintenance is behind, and yeah. I asked him tonight if he wanted to be on the podcast with me, and he like looked at me, and he's like, you know there's maintenance that needs to be done. So 
pleased with the landscape and maintenance and yeah we pushed everything back a week or so and we'll see what happens i guess but yeah. as of right now everybody's safe and the lanes are fine we've had a lot of people reaching out and asking and offering us places to stay and it's been great so but right now all is fine and good awesome yeah, it's no, been I, kind of it's crazy out there. Definitely a lot of heartbreak. You hear a lot of people losing houses and stuff. So it's good to hear you say. The other nice thing about the whole thing too, though, is that you've really seen the community come together. Like you really have. I, the amount of posts I've seen is like, hey, if you need a place to stay, there's a place to stay. Anybody that needs help, it's available to them. It's really nice to see a community come together when it's yeah it's dire and it's. Now. It's the bowling community. Like we've had people mm -hmm. from Alberta and Saskatchewan and all over the place saying like, Hey, if you can make it out here and you need a place, we've got a place for you. And that's all bowlers. Like that's not just people we know day to day. That's from our sport. So it's awesome mm -hmm. to see. Yeah. Um, so Kelly's doing maintenance right now. I, yeah. I want you to let you know that there is like a band shortage in Canada. Oh, so great. It's a good, it's a it's good okay. thing. It's a good thing you guys have a healthy stock. <laughs> it's okay because I recall going to Williams Lake, and you will remember this before drinks were consumed, that we had chatted about maintenance a little mm -hmm. bit and this and that. And I had asked Dex, I'm like, how often are you guys like changing your bands and this and that? And he was like, not often. He's like, how often are you changing your bands? And we, like, I shouldn't be, like, sharing any of Kelly's secrets because maintenance <laughs> people are funny like that. But we have been changing our bands, like, every six weeks. Oh. <laughs> and Dex Dexter was like, oh, my God. He's like, don't. What are you doing? He's like, stop that. So we went home from Williams Lake, and I don't think Kel changed the bands for, like, months after. It's probably, probably yeah. awesome, eh? It's probably uh, awesome. You know, like... I'll let him decide if it was awesome or if it wasn't, but like it's saving us a ton of cash. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It, Ten dollars a band that, that adds oh, up real quick. It, 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 isn't, isn't it kind of funny when your proprietors get together? A lot of the time, the first thing you talk to is about bands. Yeah, I don't know if that I don't know, don't know if that's like the jargon we always talk with, but it's usually what we start but, with. But bands <laughs> is so so equivalent to pinfall. Like whenever people start talking about like pinfall the first question is bands what bands are you guys using right yeah um so it, it's just it goes so hand in hand that i'm not surprised that that's what they start with but uh speaking yeah. of which we've we've always been using the g2s g2s have been impossible to find this summer so um with the acquisition of uh soft roll from jeff jeff young and, and company um we're switching to the everstrikes and we got them in today, so we'll see nice. what they're like. They Let us know. In. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. If you hear any complaints, um, we'll give you Soft Rolls uh, uh, information or Jeff's information for sure. Yeah. Send it right along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess that being said, I know we have you on podcast, and I know you're really excited to talk about this, but um, you, obviously you're a proprietor. Um, but let me just give a little bit of a background to – your bowling background. I mean, your parents own Salmon Arm, how would you, right? And then you were off for a little bit, not part of the bowling community that way, and you got back into it. But uh, maybe give us a little bit of a lowdown on maybe your bowling, your coaching, maybe how you got into into Chase. Sure. 
So, yep, my parents used to own Salmon Arm, so Jay Lanes, it's now Lakeside Lanes and Salmon Arm. And then my grandparents actually built that center um, in the 60s. So that was all fine and good. Mom and Dad sold in 2002. Um, and then they bought a building here in Chase um, just as like an investment property. Um, they had like a fields store in it or something at that point. Um, and then, yeah, Fields shut down all their stores and they had this big empty building. Um, and my dad had said, he's like, well, the only thing we really know how to do is run a bowling center. So maybe we should look at putting a bowling center back into Chase. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how Village Lanes got all started up. It was kind of just a fly by the seat of our pants type of thing. Um, and I wasn't working at the lanes at all at that point. And I think it was maybe a month into their first season and my dad had called me up one night and he's like, I don't know what I was thinking, opening a bowling center in my fifties. That was a horrible idea. <laughs> he's like, would you like be interested essentially in like quitting your current job and coming and taking it over and running it and whatnot. So that's how I got involved. And then right around the same time I had met Kelly and he moved up here from the Kootenays and yeah, we kind of took it over from them. We bought it in 2016, and then, yeah, so we've had it ever since. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, and then bowling. We won't talk about my bowling, Tim. <laughs> yes. You're, don't worry. You're just like me. We're now just coaches. I that's know. We We're just yeah. coaches now, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. In all fairness, you made a lot of progress this year. He's talking to Tim. Tim made a lot of progress. Tim has well. made progress <laughs> in a lot of things in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was like, it was a much better year for me on the lanes. I know I text Dexter quite a bit throughout the season just to try out some different things and get some advice about stuff. And yeah, it was a better season on the lanes. I tried to get a little bit more competitive again this year and did I stepped into teaching masters. I'm like, that's enough right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's where the bar is right now, fellas. I was like, I'm going to give that a go. So, and it was great. It was nice to, um, even just have that little bit of competitiveness back. And I don't know how long it'll last for, to be honest, but I really enjoyed coaching this year. And I think that, I don't know, I know Tim, you probably are still like Jones in to go bowling and whatever, but I actually really enjoy the coaching side of things. So I think I might just stay put where I am with that. There's nothing wrong with that. As someone whose sister detests bowling herself, there's <laughs> always a place for coaches. We need them. Yeah. And she's fantastic, by the way. I had a chance to meet her there at Nationals there in Edmonton, and she was fantastic. She was great. So, But no, sometimes, I don't know, It's life takes you in a different direction, and you hear it all the time with women, particularly, where you have kids, and life gets really busy, and you take those few years off not realizing how much like it's very detrimental to your game and it's hard to get back into it after you've been off competitively for a while. So, but yeah, I'm all for the coaching thing right now. I love it. It's uh, it was a great experience in Edmonton and I'm hoping that it won't be the last time. So we shall see. Do you want to go through that a little bit? Go through sure. like, you know, how things went at provincials for you because you guys made a big run there. Um, sure. Yeah. How things went at nationals. Yeah. Yeah, we had um, a great, like, I, so from our zone roll-offs, um, I didn't get a chance to go down and watch any of that, but 
the last day of our zone round, um, I was kind of watching stats and seeing who the top six were and it was changing a bit. And at one point, um, the team that I had were sitting top six. And I said to Kelly, I'm like, I, I got my level two or competitive coaching like a few weeks before that um, zone roll off. So those top six ladies that ended up making it, I had said to Kelly, I'm like, this is the team that I want to coach. I'm like, I don't want to coach any of the other teams. Like I'm being picky. If they ask, fantastic. If they don't, that's fine. But um, I was kind of holding out for that ladies team. And it ended up working out that way. And two of those girls on that team, Jesse Buchanan and uh, Ashley Krause, um, I grew up bowling YBC with from the time we were young kids. Um, my One of my best friends, Shannon Cropley, was on that ladies team. Uh, she bowls out here in Chase every week. Um, Ashley Davey, who I grew up competing against. Um, and then two of my like mentors in the sport, Yvonne Walker and uh, Shelly Stuchnow, were on the team. So it was like I couldn't have handpicked a better team if I tried. And then when they asked, I was so excited. Um, and then, yeah, when we went to provincials, um, we had a little... It was It's tough for us in the interior, especially because all like the zone is so spread out. Um, so we've got Shelly coming from Castlegar, which is like six hours away from Chase. So we don't have the opportunity to like get together and practice or do anything like that. Um, so our first couple of days at provincials were kind of uneasy, still feeling each other out. Not everyone had competed with each other before. Um, and then the last day we, I think we were sitting fourth or fifth going into um, the last day and I just said to the girls I'm like it's now or never like we have the dream team and if we want to do it we got to do it today and they came out guns a blazing the last day and we did a full ladder run so we ended up tying BC North um, for the final spot in the ladder and it went uh, points for and against and we beat them out in that so we Started in fourth, we ran up against Vancouver Island, um, took a win off of them, and then we came up against Fraser Valley South. I'm trying to make sure this is all correct. Fraser Valley South <laughs> took a really close win off of them. Um, I think it was like it was less than 15 sticks. And then Lower Mainland Ladies, who are like you guys know them there at nationals every freaking year for BC. Those group of ladies are my absolute favorite people. They're fantastic competitors. Um, just the nicest group of women in Laurie Stafiric and Jackie Grossart and all those women. Um, but yeah, they came in sitting um, for a few games and we took a, it was a fairly close match. Like, maybe a hundred sticks difference. And then in the gold medal game, um, it was, it was amazing. Our team gelled, came together. And uh, I think we shot a 1300 and ended up beating them by over 300 sticks in the gold medal match. So we did a full ladder run and uh, beat out the little mainland women twice, which 
they're just a powerhouse of women. So it was amazing. Right. And then our national appearance did not go as well. But <laughs> I remember like we were talking that morning and you were like, yeah, we just got to go on a run. And you were like super positive about it too. And yeah, away it went. It was awesome. It was like really neat to follow all day long too in between. Yeah. It was amazing. It was by far like my most memorable bowling experience. It was great. And I wasn't even bowling, which was even better. That was fantastic. So, yeah. So you, you talked about how kind of you grew up with some of the ladies that you were coaching. You competed against some of them. And mm -hmm. then some of them were your mentors. How was it being on the flip side where they're looking to you for advice, a tip, like an approving nod after a ball? Like what was that side of it like for you? Um, it was very interesting, not so much with the girls that I did YBC with, because we always kind of helped each other out that way. We could pick up when somebody was doing something they shouldn't have been, and that was all fine and good. Um, I did, I was pretty nervous going in and coaching Yvonne Walker and Shelly Stouch now, um, but they were fantastic. They were so open and they were ready for criticism. Um, there was never any bad blood or bad feelings about anything that was said. It was fantastic. They were great. Um, at the end of nationals, um, Yvonne Walker had come up to me and gave me a big hug. And she was like, I'm so glad that we experienced this together. This is something that we're never, well, not never, but like we may never get to do again together. Um, and it was just like a really special, it was a special group and it was a special time to be able to go to nationals with that specific group of people. So. And, and just hearing that alone is just makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. Hard, hardest thing about coaching. How hard was it to control your face? <laughs> Are you asking because you know that I don't control Look, my face Kay well? Caitlin, I've known you a long time. You've, you've never really been one to hold in your expressions. How was that? Um, I think that... I had a better handle on it at provincials. I don't, I don't think maybe I had the greatest like <laughs> handle on it at nationals. Um, but the girls knew, like they also oh, totally. knew. Like, they would go up and like bless Shelly. She's fantastic and she's just like an absolute boss on the lanes. But and she'll kill me for saying this, but <laughs> I can't tell now. you. I can't tell you how many times she went turkey two pin or double two pin and i didn't need like if my face wasn't being controlled neither was her so it was fine totally so they knew it was pretty yeah. hard and it, like it's, you and I, it's tough oh it is hard and only because you know like that just shouldn't happen okay. and it does like it's human error and it does happen but i i don't think i've like I don't think I've seen Shelly miss the middle like more than a dozen times in my life of watching her. So to have those moments to like remind everyone like I'm human and it happens. Totally. Like, and like I said, my face, yeah, it's, they were making their face at themselves. They, totally. and I was sharing the experience with them. I was just helping <laughs> share that Everyone experience. knows. Everyone knows whether they made a good shot. Everyone knows if they made a That's bad right. shot. It's totally yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I was fortunate to have three really awesome ladies on my team. Mm -hmm. um, but that being said, being on a ladies team, I think it's very important to maybe the facial reactions and, you know, the good energy and, and all that. I mean, it happens with men too, but I'm saying, I think women are, I think just 
maybe a little bit more emotional when you're when you're oh. so showing all that stuff, right? So I, I so I canceled. I, I you know I <laughs> yeah I, 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 I applaud Sexist. you. I, I applaud you for for being able to show your facial emotions. <laughs> but um, but but I will say that my three ladies when I did show them, they're totally fine with it. But and that's um, fantastic. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's really tough, right? And uh, yeah. It was good, but I do want to touch base. Um, I haven't, I don't know Shelly all that all that well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really good to see, and I don't know um, Yvonne all that well, but I've heard stories. I know, I know what her accolades are. I, as you, many of you guys know, I'm a bowling nerd away, but uh, she does. She never really plays a whole lot, right? She hasn't played a lot of opens or a lot of other things, but she's she's super talented, and it was great seeing her play this year, and she played the pro league this year. Yeah, um, and to be for her like shows you how that team is really good. When they needed her to win a match, she was an anchor, right? Um, I thought I thought it's really good to see Yvonne back there. Yeah, well, and, and she used to be on TSNs too, right? Tim? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yvonne is just like she's like superhuman in the interior up here. So like as soon as you see her trying out for an open, and like you say, it doesn't happen often. Um, I think she's coming back next year. I hope anyway. Um, but as soon as you see her name on the roster, you know that one of those top six spots are gone. So she's just that fierce of a competitor. And like you say, if you, that was, I played her second all week at nationals. Um, because we kind of did that a little bit in the ladder at provincials and she, she'll throw the anchor shots. Um, but she's so comfortable anywhere in the lineup that it doesn't matter. It makes a co- she's like a coach's dream. It makes our job really easy. So she's fantastic. Yes, I thought it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see her coming back, right? So it was um, nice. It was nice to see Jesse Buchanan play as well as she did too. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's she's so talented. She is so talented. I think she lacks a little bit of confidence. Yeah, and like. If she had that confidence, she could manhandle the field if she wanted to. Yeah. Jessie's so funny like that because I get what you're saying. She does. She She's reserved and she is quiet and she, I'm not going to say lacks confidence, only because when it comes time to perform, she looks at you and she says, I've had enough of this shit. Like, I'm going to go out and finish the game. And then she does. And yeah, it's like, awesome. if she could carry herself with that um, that level of confidence all the time, yeah, she would be fantastic. She is. She's such a... And if you get to know Jessie, she's hilarious. Like, she's so funny. And you just... Yeah, if you get a chance to, like, get to know her a little, I highly recommend it. She's... Yeah. You won't be disappointed. She's a funny girl. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe we can move on. I mean, I know your coaching is probably the most important thing that you got going on, but uh, we probably want to maybe touch base on uh, Tyler just rolled his eyes, but um, touch base on maybe your center. Now, for many of you guys don't know, Chase is just south of Kamloops, correct? Um, it is east of Kamloops. Yeah. Okay. But okay. So anyways, Canceled again, you... Tim. Learn your geography. Yeah. Uh, and. <laughs> 
Anyways, but it's it's not that far away from Kamloops. Get over it, Tyler. Okay. It's so, like forty minutes from Kamloops. Yeah. See, that's not that far. It's like going to a task one, right? So, um, <laughs> so what? Uh, anyways, it's eight lane small center, and I know a lot of centers out there are eight lanes or smaller. Um, but I think from an outsider looking in, um, you've done a really successful job out there promoting and and being part of the community. Um, maybe can you touch base on some of your, um, maybe your, like your wins and your losses. I mean, wh- like what are your, your struggles are in a small town and then maybe how you kind of handle and support it. I don't know. Like yeah. you, you see a lot, you see a lot of small town uh, centers here in Alberta struggling and mm-hmm. I see what you do out there and it, and it works very well. Yeah. So I think it all like kind of depends on where your small center is. But for us, um, for those of you, (laughs) thanks, Ryan. For those of you that don't know where Chase is, yeah, it's 40 minutes east of Kamloops um, and it's right on the Shoeswap Lake. So um, for us in the summertime, um, we get the luxury of closing our center in the summertime because everyone is here for the lake. Nobody wants to be inside. and so that's what we've done for the past, oh, geez, like almost eight years. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a public bowling focused center only because we only have a population of about 2,500 people. Um, and people, there's not much to do in Chase, but typically on the weekends and myself included, like, we need to get to Kamloops or Salmon Arm to go get some groceries, or we're going to take our kids and family and we're going to go and see a movie in Salmon Arm and Kamloops. And public bowling has been a struggle for us since day one. There's nothing like we just, we've tried every promotion in the book. We ran kids school free <clears throat> for the first couple of summers that we were open and not one, not one kid for kids school free, oh, really? um, which I know like for you guys, that run those programs like that's insane to even think of that but um yeah so not public one kid bowl- signed up what's that not one kid signed up or signed up to your YBC people program. signed up but no one showed up and then at that point like we were paying staff and there was like nothing like if you don't have people in buying that like extra pop or menu item or whatever like you're not even affording to pay your staff at that point right so mm-hmm. we kind of got away from trying to make it a public bowling house and we are super focused on um, our leagues. Um, like I said, we've got 2,500 people in chase and I think we've got over 300 league bowlers um, this year. So that's like, huge. a pretty that's good awesome. percentage um, of what's going on there. So super league focused and then like that's, you guys know, like that's where your guaranteed money is for 30 weeks of the season, right? So in a small center like ours, we're still, we don't own our building, so we're still paying rent. Um, and it's nice to be able to count on those league bowlers to keep coming back and supporting us year after year and making sure that they have a bowling center to go back to. Um, and then with that as well, um, my dad was always very tournament driven and said he's like if you have a free weekend throw like throw together a tournament so that's kind of our mentality if we have a weekend where we have nothing going on 
Um, we'll throw together a last-minute tournament or we'll organize bolus fields throughout the year. Um, and, yeah, we've had none of you from Alberta yet, even though I've been bugging you for years. Oh. Just want to get that dig in there. But <laughs> we have a ton of people that come from the coast and um, up north and stuff like that. Um, and basically, I think now with our tournaments, we get more out-of-town entries than we do, like, locals, So, which is yeah. great. Again, Honest, super supportive. You guys have a great reputation for your tournaments. Everybody has such a great time going to them. It's amazing to see how many people travel, especially through BC. That's not always easy travel. And they do it not, all the time to go support you guys because of how great an advance you guys put on. Yeah, they're fantastic. Hey? It's a big party. It is. It's Everyone like, and that's it. just it. It's a party. Anytime there's a tournament, it's a party and chase. So we have such a good time and yeah i don't know like i said if it wasn't for the out-of-towners same thing we would really be struggling but they're just fantastic so hopefully that's a trend that continues as well obviously you mentioned that like the fires have kind of pushed everything back but do you guys have plans for a season opener tournament like what's um, we don't typically have a season opener, actually. Um, so something to maybe be thought about. But last year, I think in August, um, we ran a 20 gamer. Um, and that was the first year that we did that. And it was pretty successful. And then we tried to run it this year. And just with everything going on everywhere, we ended up scrapping that for this year. But yeah. our first big one of the year, we have a 10 game singles in December. And we run it over two days. You can play as many shifts as you want. And then our big ones, though, are our, like, weekend-long bolus deals. They're, like, tiny, mini, little tour stops for, like, a day. Okay. <laughs> but we'll have, like, 32-team bolus deals for a weekend that'll run Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And those are, like, if you're going to come to one, though, that's what you guys want to come to. You that's love up. those weekends, and you hate those weekends. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like us running TPC. I love those oh. weekends, and I hate those weekends. I know. I tell, like, Kelly and I, at the end of every bowl spiel, we get home. So for those of you that don't know, like, how bowl spiel runs is we started on the Friday at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and keep in mind, like, in Chase, there's, for staff, there's myself and my husband, Kelly, um, and one full-time person like that's our staff. We're a staff of three. Um, so yeah, those weekends we start at 2 PM on the Friday. Um, it typically runs until about 11 PM Friday night. And then there's people like Mark Kitamura and Gordo crew from the coast that are like pot bowling. And I, I hate pot bowling. <laughs> you eventually learn you got to shut that shit down. Man, uh, it's my least, anyone that knows me that's been to Chase knows, like, I despise it. And then, so, yeah, well, we try to be accommodating, so we do pot bowling. <laughs> and then we go home for about an hour and a half and catch an hour and a half sleep. And then we're back there at 5.30 in the morning to start a full day Saturday. And then the exact same thing and do the exact same thing on Sunday. So we get about three hours sleep in the span of two days. Um we feed a dinner to everybody that comes to the event. So we feed like 130 people a dinner on the Saturday night. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's just a weekend long party. So 
But yeah, no, I hate them. We get home on Sunday <laughs> night after. I love them, but yeah, we get home Sunday yeah. night after and we're like Never oh, again. We keep doing this. Like yeah. we keep we're so stupid. But <laughs> Yeah. But it's so good for the community. How do you not? Oh man, it's so much fun. They're my favorite weekends for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you hate them. I hate them. She like, survives with alcohol. Time, they're so fun, but like I never remember to like take the Monday off work afterwards. No. So then I have to go to work Monday and I'm like Yeah, maybe you should tell that to everybody as well. You own a bowling alley, but you have a full time job elsewhere. I do have a full time job outside of the bowling alley, yeah. yeah. The bowling alley is like my side gig now and Kelly essentially and Amy um are full-time employee there she they run the show together so i'm hardly there you should have had kelly on <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, didn't he want seems to be more on. fun he seems more fun he is he's way more fun you know that i'm not fun yeah i know yeah yeah knowing you're off <laughs> yeah um but that yeah so that being said you're starting a new a new league on sundays we like are. You're, you're, you're already not. You're already there enough. You already have enough leagues, but you need to do one more. Yeah, this is like the first league that we've added in quite a few years. Um, but we're at the point where our competitive bowler base is growing. Um, we've got people coming from Kamloops and people coming from Salmon Arm to join leagues in Chase, which is fantastic. Um, and we need more than just like our Thursday night cash league. So yeah, we're going to run a draft league on Sundays this year. So That's thanks awesome. with the help from Dexter for helping me out with that. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. With the center of the constitution, <laughs> call it a day. Yeah. There yeah. You go. Throw caution to the wind and just see what happens. Yeah. Just yeah. have a meeting with your captains and then make some decisions together. And it'll be, yeah. it'll be totally fine. Yeah. It'll, it'll be, be a learning curve the first time and it'll be good after that. That's okay. So if you talk to Tim, these events just run themselves really. So they do. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's kind of a, <laughs> Dexter, yes. do you these know, events run themselves? Um, it, according to Tim, you know, they Pete, do. Time out. Before everybody just loses their shit and and says <laughs> something they don't want to say, I I will strongly say that the reason why I say that is because we've all been through enough events throughout the time that we've all been through a lot of different uh, um, things that we've had to deal with. So for us, unless it's something really major. We know how to handle it, right? We know how to, hey, this is wrong. We can fix it with this. We have all these different things that we've done in the past. And to be honest with you, it's going to be okay. Like, I wasn't too worried about it, uh, you know. And so we're at Nationals and I, I, or maybe at YC Provincials this year. And Katie is just freaking out. And I said, hey, just don't worry about it. It runs itself. Like, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And, you know, maybe because I've done enough of these things, but apparently you tell somebody like that. Look, look I, I understand the sentiment. What, yeah. what you're, try, you're trying to calm somebody down and say it's going to be okay. But when somebody's working their asses off to try to make it work and you say it just runs themselves, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't come across the way you intend it to. You did not hit a dinger with that line, my friend. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't intending to hit a dinger, so I'm perfectly okay with that. So, yeah. you, you tried yeah. to bunt somebody to first, and they got caught. It is what it is, right? It happens. Um, yeah, we've all been there before. Yeah. 
a lightning outburst. Man, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah, you know, I have an ether lens, so let's just keep it the way it is. <laughs> so, so, any, any, so anyways, you have, a, you have a new league starting up. Let's just deflect what I'm going through. So here. How, how many people? How many people in this league? Um, there will be 24. Nice. So, so teams of three. three. Yep. I have 22, and I've been, like, busting my ass trying to find two people. And those last two people are always the hardest. I don't know. It's always yeah. tough to find those last ones. But, yeah, hopefully full 24 for September 10th start. Is there a certain number of weeks you have to participate in so it's like to win quarters or something like that? Uh, you know what? You are asking me one week before the league starts, which is too soon to ask. I was going to say, I fly. like the style. Pick, pick, me in, <laughs> pick me up at Kamloops. I'll fly in every other week. Don't you tempt me. <laughs> uh, it, it, oh. are, any, are any of the guys from uh, Williams Lake coming down? No, not uh, for the draft league. It's no. it's oh. a long ways away. How far is Williams Lake? Is is it is it south Will- or north or east or west? North. <laughs> Williams Lake would be like two and a half hours from us. Oh too yeah, far. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Chance, so. Um, but they come down to all of our events, like Kevin uh, McAlpine and Tyler McLean and those guys. They come down um, oh, for right. any of our events that we run. They're fantastic. So just just so Tim could see some geography. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's Chase. Where's Chase? Like, it's it's just a big blob right now. This is Chase okay. right here. Chase. Okay. Yeah. Look yeah. at how little it is. It's tiny. And then this is Kamloops. Oh, that's not that bad. No. And no, Salmon Arm right? is just right over here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Right so, in the middle. so Chase is right technically north. Yeah. To say that yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. And then oh, Williams Lake is way up here. Where are you? It's just up over here somewhere. Right there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a waste. Why I'm getting motion you, sickness from this? Yeah. Why didn't you just go like chase to Williams Lake? That would have been easier. So you could saw the, see the line. Anyways, so Ke- Kevin's Kevin obviously. Um, you know what, Cindy? You're right. I I know where Kamloops is. I know it's north of Kelowna. Mm-hmm. I know Vernon's in between, and I know that blah blah blah. I. I <laughs> You're a lot smarter than I am. Right? Can't be wrong if you just say blah, blah, blah. That's all the <laughs> right y- answers. Y- 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 yada, yada, yada. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. So Vernon is between Kamloops we know. And, and Kelowna. So, Caitlin, <laughs> yeah. do you find it hard as a proprietor? Um, you know, like Tim and Dex are in kind of the same boat. You're a bowler. Coach, bowler. Do you find it hard to commit to like, yeah, I want to bowl all of my own leagues that I run, but I have to set time aside to be the business owner, to run the lanes. How do you balance that? Yeah, absolutely. So my bowling like went for a shit when we bought this bowling center (laughs) Um, for the reason that like you say, you'll be up on the lanes and then the phone is ringing or you're on lane one and you see a tangle on lane eight or um, you can hear a break squeaking in the back and you're like, oh man, I got to fix that. Later. Whatever the case may be, the focus just isn't there anymore. Um, and then as far as like bowling in a league, yeah, we, um, we try to take at least two leagues for like myself, Kelly and Amy, um, so that we can strictly just focus on our two nights that we have. And then somebody else will be behind the counter running the show, which is great. Um, 
but yeah, it's tough for sure. And we get asked to spare a lot on other people's leagues <laughs> and um, we would want to, but we're working or right. Like, you could yeah, be honest, Kaylin. If somebody no one asks me to spare on any night of the week that I'm not nothing? already bowling on, no, I'm I sorry. No. Not a chance. Really? I have, oh, hey, God. I love these people. They're like, I know you love your bowlers as well, but like, oh, we love them lots. These people yes. are like, when no, we, like we the when the but, team of seventy-year-old ladies like asks me to bowl on their like Wednesday night team, I'm like, yes, I would like to do that, <laughs> but I don't want to. Like, I don't have time to be yeah. doing that. It's the same thing as when like people see me bowling at like whatever kind of tournament, and they're like. And I'm not lying. People have said this. They're like, don't you own a bowling center? Like, shouldn't you be better at bowling? <laughs> and like Tim and Dex, like we've had this conversation where it's like the last thing that I want to do when I've been at the lanes for 10 hours is stick around for another like two hours and work on my game. Oh, exactly. I don't but, want to do but that. But that's the thing is too, is like, okay, so Tim and I are there from eight till four every day, at least eight till four every day. I'm not sticking around till nine o'clock to finish another league. No. I'm not doing that. And yeah, you're, the comment about, about like uh, you own a bowling alley, shouldn't you be good at bowling? The amount of people that think that we are good at bowling because we own a bowling oh, alley exactly. is outrageous, ridiculous. And it has nothing to do with that no. because I've done. You're not really putting in the extra no, time because you own. No, I know. It's like you probably put in less time than anyone else. To be honest, yeah. like yeah, I don't. Yeah. That's the last thing I want. If, if if that was the case, Robert Gallagher would be good on tour. I, I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there. <laughs> Robert's gonna hear this and text me about in about three minutes here. But yeah, it's true though. Nobody wants to throw extra balls, and yeah. I'll be honest with you. That's why we don't want to spare. I'm and sorry. that's fair. I don't. I don't spare. Like to be clear, like I don't ever. I don't. I think I've maybe said yes to spend like twice last year. Um, but I just don't, I love being there behind the counter. Totally. I don't love being there as a bowler. And like people that bowl with me, like know that now. Yeah. They're like, you seem unhappy to be here bowling. And I'm like, it's okay <laughs> though, because like, <laughs> if you're happy here, that's all I have to worry about. That's 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 your temperament with bowling as a whole too, though. You like know even that. when we went to Williams Lake. Oh, don't like, even talk to me but, about Williams Lake. But like a dozen shots later, and we were having a good time. <laughs> a dozen. Before, if you're gonna say it, get it right. A dozen juice box shots later. They, they didn't have shots, so we were getting shots of vodka, and then. Buying uh, they had, juice boxes. They had juice boxes, like grape, grape juice boxes, and we were squirting them in and doing shots with that. Yeah. Oh, that sounds William awful. William Slake, if you're Kevin, I don't know if you're listening, you guys need to, like, up your bar selection. Like, if you want us to come back, you gotta... <laughs> you gotta up your Bowlers bar Bowlers need selection. incentive. Okay, well, I guess this is a good leeway about Kevin. Mm. All right. So, obviously, they have a five-pin... Uh, pro league in there now and i know some of the players are on it um let, let's give some inside details how, how do you think they're gonna fare this year i think that they're gonna fare just fine 
to be honest. They've got a lot of um, bowlers that don't get to go to any of the tour events and stuff like that, just time mm -hmm. permitting and family and whatnot. Um, but a lot of those people are definitely like good enough to be playing the tour. So I think for pro league, yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to fare just fine. They've got a lot of good shooters up there. So, and their pinfall is fantastic. <laughs> sorry, that was uh, rude. Just kidding. Silence. Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. The pinfall you was not, not did you your fault. Well that weekend? I punched a thousand times. That is never the lane's fault. But when I put it to the side, it was fine. The pinfall was not your problem, Caitlin. <laughs> Didn't we talk about how when proprietors have issues with pinfall, we talk about the bands? What bands were they using? I don't know. All I know is their approaches Chase, are Chase, faster Chase, than ours. Their approaches Chase, are super Chase, fast. It's crazy. Chase's old bands, probably. Yeah, we just <laughs> box them up and ship them up north. Buy them at nine fifty, put them on for three months, and then or six weeks, and then sell six them off weeks. for eight bucks. <laughs> no more than six weeks. <laughs> Got to change those suckers out. Uh, what a like time. <laughs> um, I think my last question is, and I don't know if you've necessarily had to like work to recruit league bowlers or if they've kind of just been around like small town, they just kind of hop in to pop in. But I would say here in Edmonton, we've noticed over, you know, COVID and the economy and just people's lives changing. I think we've seen leagues kind of start to quiet down a little bit or even people just like move around centers what has chase done or village lanes done to kind of have such a high retention and such a high percentage of league bowlers um i think a lot of it is just like a like to be honest a there's nothing to do here in the winter you either have curling or you have bowling and that's it there's nothing else in chase to do in the winter so that's helpful for us um I think that like so many of the people that started bowling like eight, 10 years ago here, we still have them with us. Like they're very supportive and they just keep coming back time and time again. We do put like quite a bit into recruiting new bowlers. Um, like I said, doing, cause it feels like mm -hmm. home. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Juice. Um, but yeah, it's, we put as much work into it as we can, but after COVID, um, I don't know what happened for you guys in Edmonton, but like we exploded after COVID. That mm -hmm. first year back last year, I guess it would have been like that first full season. Mm -hmm. um, we were full, like our night leagues, every league was essentially filled up. Um, this year, not as much and but i'm gonna chalk that up just because we haven't been able to work as hard as we typically would to get the people in the door so we're having like a flash registration next week and i'm hoping that a whole bunch of people just come in next week but <laughs> we'll see what happens <laughs> we've been we've been there before i know how that works right flash yeah flash register let's, let's hope somebody comes in but uh we'll see. i, I think i think for bowling itself i think covid's been good as in like whether it is public play or tournaments or or league play it depends on the center i think i think up for all intents and purposes it's up i think it's a it's a good sign now some centers might have a little bit less of a turnout for league but they might be busier in open play right it it, it yeah. all depends on what that looks like right yeah. um maybe touch base on on your youth on your youth out there and I know your kids are probably playing it right um but how's your youth program out there 
Um, our youth program was horrendous for the longest time um, in Chase. It's just like, really, it's like anywhere. It's hard to get kids like these days out and actually doing stuff and not sitting at home on their electronics and whatever. But last year, this past year, was our best YBC year that we have had so far. Um, I wanted to do just one day of YBC because that's all we had ever needed in the past. And I think at one point we had like 40 kids spread over like eight lanes and it was just, an, it was a nightmare. Like a great, it was like the yeah, best thing to happen, the worst thing to happen. That's um, phenomenal though. I mean, it was even, amazing. Like even in Edmonton, like I, I think the biggest program is like a hundred kids. Yeah. No, I think so, Silver's not 30, I think. Sorry? Sam Hours 130. Is it actually 130? Yeah. But yeah. like to have 40 in that community is. It was amazing. Yeah. So hopefully this year, like we continue to see that trend. Um, it's nice. All and the beautiful thing about it, and like you guys will understand this, like they are all bantams. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. they're all bantams. So if they get into it, they could stick around for Ten years. years to come, which would be great. Yeah. But yeah, it's. um. It was a struggle for the first little bit, but we ended up getting into the schools last year. Um, BC has kind of like a weird thing with their school system where unless it's like a school related sport, um, you can't always go and like drop off registration forms to be handed out and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, so last year was the first year that we actually got to go into the schools with registration forms and information. And obviously it made a huge difference. So. Hopefully this year we can do that again. I, I I get that with the schools. I mean, they're probably seeing a lot of garbage that come in, right? But oh, I mean, yeah, it's no different than us. I mean, we, some schools, you ha when you want to send the kids both free information or do something yeah. like that, you had to go through leaps and bounds in order to go in, right? So it's it's kind of a good thing that they they do it, but also sucks too, right? So yeah, yeah, I know it's a good yeah, it's awesome yeah. though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. On that note. No, 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 but I mean, so I guess the thing is, um, Kaylee, maybe, I mean, obviously you can see the success here with, with your eight lane small center in a smaller community. Um, is there anything out there that, like, if there was another eight lane center that came to you, what you would suggest if they're struggling? Your top um, three tips. Top yeah. three yeah. tips. That's a lot of tips. Um, <laughs> Top three tips. Okay, well, tip number one would probably be to stop, like, focusing so much on your public play and really, like, gear up to work on your league play. Um, whether that's, like, whatever that looks like for that center. But, like, really commit yourself to being 100% um, on board with supporting your locals that are paying their money to you week after week after week um, and being supportive of them and taking their criticisms and their suggestions because... Like I said, at the end of the day, those people are the ones that are keeping you in business in a small center setting. Um, tip That's number one. two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tip number two. If you don't have a liquor license, get one. <laughs> I know that sounds like, I know you're laughing because it's me, Tim. But like, no, no, it's, it's ridiculous. You, it's huge money. It's huge if money. If you don't have a liquor license at any size of center, whether it's eight lanes or 24 lanes, whatever the case may be, you are missing out on such a huge market and such a huge profit margin. Um, 
So our 16 lane center in a year brings in gro a gross revenue about $125,000 in liquor a year. Yeah. Yeah. Get a liquor license. Get a liquor <laughs> license. I just, I can't like, there's places out there that don't have them that if they did like any money concerns that are happening, like for proprietors and five pin bowling right mm -hmm. now, absolutely, um, can be solved with a liquor license. I, I'm not gonna lie, e even sitting on the master's board, like I tried to have a conversation with them years ago because we we're like, how are we gonna get centers to take us on Saturdays and things like that? And it, it goes against like you know, master's tradition out here, anyways. I know there's some provinces that allow it, but like I'm sitting there being like, guys, if, if they're gonna open up the center to us on Saturdays, you should be allowing us a drink. Absolutely. Why, why would they take us when we could, they could have public bowling where they're yes. going to eat and drink and, you know, have a great time and yeah. pay full rates. Yeah. And you mm -hmm. want us to run a tournament on Saturday and not even be able to have like a drink with them at a cut rate. It's just, doesn't absolutely. So. Yeah. And we're finding that like a lot in the interior right now as well. Like for us, public bowling is just not like, it's non-existent in chase, but when you go to places like Vernon, um, Kelowna, and you have Bull BC asking these centers like, hey, can you run this tournament for us on this date? And centers are having a tough time saying mm -hmm. yes, because they're losing, they're losing money doing that. And yes, it's good for the association and it's good for the sport. But it's I, I get it when they say no, sorry, like I'm not giving up 12 birthday yeah. parties on a Saturday to run your three game tournament. I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There so. has to be some incentive to do so. There, there does. Yeah. Right. And at some point, and the nice thing is that we're starting to see that progression where they're starting to see it as a business as well, where for the longest time associations just kind of viewed it as a facility that they can run their tournaments in, but they didn't really view it as a business. And I think business mm -hmm. owners are starting to see it more as a business yeah. too. So it, yeah. it's forcing their hands a little bit, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they have to do what's right for their business. You got you can't prop up associations with your business or your own personal time if you're not getting anything out of it. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's a give totally and take agree. Situation. Give and take, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 For sure. 100%. So what's number three? Number three would probably be if you aren't enjoying and this like obviously goes for anything in your life but as a proprietor and in this sport if you're not truly enjoying what you do in this sport you shouldn't be doing it um it takes like and i've talked to dexter about this before it takes a special type of people to be proprietors in this sport and do it well um and the ones that you're going to find do it really, really well are the ones that really, really care about the sport. So if you're just doing it because you think it's going to be a fun little adventure, um, it's not easy and it's a lot of work. Um, but make sure that you're invested and that you really care about the sport before you go and do that and sink a bunch of money into something because it's not, like I said, it's not an easy thing to do. So The bowling community is amazing. And if you're really invested into the bowling community, the bowling community will be invested in you. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. But it works both ways. And there are some centers that have opened up in the last little while that, you know, there are proprietors that wanted to run it and just 
don't like people. And if you don't yeah. like people, yeah. oh, don't we hell. have those out here too? Like, and it's the same thing. And it's it's probably like every business that you go into. Like, you have people that are in customer service jobs that shouldn't be in customer service jobs, and it's just mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. It's the same thing across the board. But if you want to do it well, you have to be. You have to have a vested interest in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Steve, um, not at nationals. And I believe it, it's a provincial decision, provincial board decision on whether they can play a drink at Masters or not. Um, the only one that I know of for sure that, that used to be able to, I don't know if they still do, but Newfoundland was definitely able to uh, drink at Masters for the longest time. And I think that has something to do with the sponsorship of Molson. Um, oh. But um, I do believe it's a, a provincial decision on that. Yeah. My personal feeling, personal, not association, I'm all for it, yeah. right? I, I think it's something, but I also yeah. understand there's a difference between how you figure out what a, what a sport is when you're allowed drinking. I get it. I don't know what the line would be, but you, we are not in a position to, uh, uh, to yeah, we need, we need support of the centers. That's basically what we need, so. Yeah, it's, um, it's the only really, yeah. like, proprietor around sport, right? There aren't a lot of other proprietor around sports. Baseball is run at public facilities, things like that, right? Um, hockey, same sort of thing, but bowling isn't. So we have to find a way to make sure that the proprietors are happy so that they can keep the bowlers happy too. Um, That's right. So I do have a question. Maybe it's number four. Um, so I know uh, we, we find a lot of people that struggle. Um, what about hours? How do you work your hours of operation? Like during your public, like do you get people to call in and make reservations and then you show up or is there set times or like, how does that work for a smaller center? Yeah. So for us, um, during our league season, we have daytime leagues, we've got afternoon leagues and we have evening leagues. So we're open from 9am essentially until our night league is done around 9 p.m. Um, so 9 a.m. till 9 p.m. we're open. If we don't have a league running, you can get a lane. But it's tough for people to get, like, it really is. It's tough for people to get lanes. And we do have, like, people that get frustrated and um, members of the community that are like, we want to come and support you, but you're not ever, like, there's never lanes available. And it's like, yeah, it's because we're filled with leagues, which. It's your business model. Yeah. That's right. Call, right. Give us a call. We'll tell you when it's available. We'll tell you when it's available. Yeah. I had a, a lady come in and was mad that like, we didn't always leave two lanes open during the leagues because we should be servicing the community as well. And I'm like, that's bad business. That's bad business. Like, exactly. Why would we like, and also, willingly try to leave lanes open? Like, no. Right. And also like the members of your league are members of the community. So you know exactly. what? Here's a pamphlet. Join a league. <laughs> check, out our, check out our website. Yeah. And yeah, I know it's, it's crazy, but yeah, no, we, we take reservations if people call well in advance. So. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I know some centers, like, for example, Saturday, you might have public, but you have to call them in order to come back, right? It's tough. It's tough for small it centers because you, you just don't know what you need to staff or whatnot, right? So, Yeah, and that's that's the tough thing, too. Like, And our staff, like I said, it's three of us. And Amy, she also has 
little like kids and a family and this mm-hmm. and that and you have to be fair with weekends and then you run a tournament and all three of us are in and yeah it's just yeah it's a small nightmare but like a really it's a good <laughs> yeah it's it's a small nightmare but it really is a nightmare yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. true story i got you yeah. i got you um yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll just go on. Maybe a little side note and, and a sort of what we also maybe want to talk about a little bit. Um, I can't talk about all of it fully, but I think Kaylin's a great person to have on for this because um, she's had good insight in the bowling community. Uh, C five, we had our C five AGM, so uh, it was uh, it was a long three days, four days, four days. I was there Wednesday through Sunday. Anyways. There's a long bunch of days on there. There's going to be some changes this upcoming season. Um, some of it I can discuss right away, but some of it they're going to have to make their own. They're going to come out and, and say their stuff a little bit later on that aspect. But um, I think um, first one I think people are really going to be excited about is there going to be a change in dress code. Okay, so it was, it was announced at the SAGM there's going to be a new dress code. Um so let me pull it up here. I actually had it here. It's more or less for the ladies, not for the guys. Uh, maybe a little bit for Dexter, because Dexter's going to enjoy this part too. But uh, Oh, is there something about socks? No, 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 not about socks. But anyways, in the past, if you everybody read the dress code, um, there was a limit on um, size of sponsorship and, and whatnot on your shirt or how big your logos can be. Obviously, that's been out there, so there's no issue with that. Um, but... Uh, they're allowing headbands. They're allowing headbands, Dex. Hey, maybe, hey, maybe the tour can um, maybe figure this out. But the, hey, the tour always allowed headbands. Well, maybe the tour finals. But that the, Carrie's not on here. Carrie can listen about this later and roll his eyes he, at me later. They allowed, they allowed headbands at tour finals. They just don't allow hats. Okay. All right. So, anyway, so headbands must be uh, black or in your provincial color. So at least there's some options out there for people who need headbands. Maybe Kayla needs one with her hair. Who knows, right? So um, the biggest one out of all was uh, that athletic leggings, including capris that fit tight to the leg, will be accepted. So you don't so have as to someone get... who runs a tournament, thank God, because I hate oh having God. to ask bowlers to change. I, you know what? As a dude, I have <laughs> no idea. I had somebody come up with a complaint, or I, actually, I don't even know who like filed the complaint, but somebody came up and mm-hmm. said, hey, so-and-so... Wearing leggings, it's against the dress code, and I don't know the difference between because you're allowed <laughs> yoga, you're allowed yoga pants, but yeah. you're not allowed leggings, and I just like literally called her up. I was like, "Hey, are they leggings or are they yoga pants?" And like the yoga pants, I'm like, "Sweet, <laughs> we're good," because I don't, and, I don't know the difference. And in in all fairness, too, I mean, for guys that are running the event, nothing is worse than coming up to a lady's be, hey, by the way, I noticed your bottoms are not appropriate. Um, Can you ask to change? To me, I find that really creepy. Or, hey, by the way, your skirt or your skirt is too short. That's another issue that I just, I'm I'm just happy it's going to be okay. So. (laughs) I think the change, I think the change to allow leggings is like, years past where it should have been um like you've seen like curlers have been wearing lulus forever and like i don't know i just think 
and it is like as a proprietor or someone that runs tournaments like it always gets brought up oh it's bad like at every agm after the tournament the first thing that gets brought up is there was an issue with the dress code and it's always about lulu leggings always and it just negatively impacts the game they're not getting an advantage and you're deterring these people from ever playing again because they're going to be pissed off about it over something really silly and honestly does it hurt the sport or affect the sport at all nope so what are you worried about i you know what i i completely agree with it um I understand the knee and tidy thing. I'm okay with that. And then you see some. What What is your definition knee and tidy? Um, that That's another. That's another thing. Um, but I, I think at least it's on the right. I think right path. Um, I was fortunate enough to be part of the the one who was supposed to be in charge of it, and learning and having a committee towards it. It was. I don't think it's. I don't think it's enjoyable for anybody who was part of it. it it's, it's just something that you never like to talk about. And again, it has nothing to do with it. The curlers, um, obviously, women golf—they have a whole different dress code. I'd, that maybe not bowling esque, but it's uh, it's different. And it's at least we're kind of going to the new part on that. Um, also, uh, interprovincials is changing this year. I know, Kaylin, you guys are big in that, uh, helping out in Chase. Uh, the bonus is with interprovincials nationals is going to be a double round robin now. For anybody that followed it, it was always yes. You went to nationals as a coach. You played one team, every team once, and that's all it was. Um, I, we felt that you know you're going all this length of the province is discussed. It's really nice to maybe you go and play double round robin. So it's going to be more games there. It's going to be you're going to have another night there. You can come in on Wednesday instead of Thursday. You're going to play your nationals, and uh, at least it's going to maybe have a. It's more. It's there's more games. Right? It's going to feel so, like a national event. Yeah, I think I yeah. think that was really important. Um, I, I mean, I thought that was one of the big ones there when so, it comes uh, to that aspect. Something completely like side note, so, something kind of neat. Like when we were at a club tour a couple weeks ago, talking to the duck pitters, um, they have like an eight game qualifying block the same way that we do for our tour events. You can only, but you can't you can't re-enter. But our Sunday finals to them are just absolutely wild because. They play single game step ladder or sorry, single game bracket, one sided. They'll play seven games or eight games max and they're done. And like to win club two, it's thirty. Thirty something. Yeah. It's wild. They're like it, this is it's mind blowing. It's neat. Anyways. So it, yeah, no, it's totally fair. So it, it's nice that we finally have another alternative or it gets a little bit bigger on that. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking through all the stuff that we got accepted um you challenge that you challenge that's a different story um there is a new format in for 2024 um but that's another topic down the road uh tournament formats 10th frame rule for the open is now a thing so open nationals like just like masters i don't know about your provincials but the 10th frame rule is in effect so the person on the right will now have um have the say on uh, whether you want to go first or second. So I, it kind of keeps teams from running the 10th frame and keeping things close, right? So I um, I think that's a good rule. Tyler, do you agree? Yeah. I think okay. it was pretty much already followed. Like, it wasn't a set-in-stone rule, but I think most players, like, auto-respected it. 
in a way, Correct. unless the yeah. match was like way out of hand. Because that's the way it is in our open provincials. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. I mean, for us, it's at least like normal to like get up on the lane and wait. I think the only yeah. thing that may come into play is like that right hand bowler actually gets the say, which yeah. really yeah. like. It's not a big difference unless you're in, like, a three-point match or, or something like that. The only time it's, like, a really big difference is if there's a tangle. Because, like... Yeah. You can, yeah. If you if there's a tangle, you can run, you know, 12 strikes in a team and be while they're waiting, right? So... Yeah. Yeah. 10-pin rule. And um, 10-frame. Okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> So I, I think that's a, a good thing there. Um, for your proprietors out there and your associations, um, lane certification, we made it and finally a national standard. So this happened at the SAGM, but it comes in effect this season. So for many of you guys out there, depending on what province you're in, um, you might have to certify once a year. You might have to certify twice a year. Um, so we came up with a national standard for it. Um, certification for wood lanes is required every two years. Okay, and synthetic lanes is required every three years. All right, now the three years, I think, is just a starting point. And who knows, maybe down the road, it might be five years. Things don't change much on synthetics. So it saves the proprietors a little bit of money and saves, honestly, those lane agents. Because I know some provinces like Northern Ontario or Northern Manitoba, they have to go everywhere. And, <laughs> and, and they have to go across the whole province to do it every year, and it's a lot of work, right? So I think this is going to be, I think, honestly, huge for BC. Because like BC already struggles getting certification as it is, right? There's a lot, a lot of setters. The vast majority are not certified, right? But if you're having synthetic, and it and you only have to do it once every five years, yeah, that's that's huge, especially when you know, like having a, a somebody drive up to, you know, Prince George to go certify lanes. Like that's yeah. that's a lot. That's really tough. Yeah. Our issue was for the longest time that there was nobody doing certifications in BC. Yeah. Um, they didn't have anybody going around doing them because they didn't have people available or they were busy. Like a lot of them that were doing it were proprietors and they were busy with their own centers and this and that. So, yeah, that would be ideal. That'd be great. That'd be good. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know if you know, and um, I know BC brought it because Jason Kennedy did it, but a few years ago before yeah. COVID was the lights. Right, so yeah. people with shields, yeah. Um, obviously, shields is a huge expense, and so Jason brought in, and we got accepted was the light system. So yeah. the lights, I don't know if you guys use that out there. We don't. We don't have. So we haven't installed it yet. We're planning to, but we don't have shields um, because we don't have space in the back. When we built the lanes, um, we had shields, and mm -hmm. then. For whatever reason, um, I can't remember why, we had to have an electrician come in at one point um, to work on a machine. And he's like, this is a problem. Like, you don't have enough space between your voltage boxes and XYZ, and you're going to need to cut out a couple feet. Um, and one way that we had to do that was, yeah, we had to take our shields out and push our machines back. So yeah. um, we don't have space for shields right now. But yeah, Jason was fantastic when he came up with that light system. Huge um, idea, yeah. Amazing. Like, I know we had, when we didn't have our shields, um, we had one perfect game that was gold that mm -hmm. they were not going, I'm sure you guys remember that, it went to C5, but yeah, that they had, yeah. they weren't going to wow. sanction it. Um, 
and then that's kind of right around the same time that Jason started on that light program there. So I honestly think it. the light system is a better system than shields too. I do too. Because it's instant, right? It's yeah. instant. You could tell right you away when that light is on. It. Whereas like, yeah. you know, even watching like other tournaments and other centers and stuff, sometimes it's, even though the shields are there to show when the machine is cycling, you still can't see it. You know, yeah. sometimes is it a slow go falling up and down, or is it the or, field? Yeah. Or is it, the light on is instant, you know, right away. Yeah. So I, I, I guess what we can say is uh, I would, I was really happy with Jason. Obviously that was a, um, a negative situation and he turned into a positive with a better solution. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, it, it was great to see the light system. So yes, everybody hear that chase is planning on putting the light system in, um, just probably kill part of Kelly's maintenance down the road. Right. So oh, let's do poor do this. Kelly. <laughs> that guy's a rock star. He is, yes. Yes. I feel bad so, for him. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, so I'm glad we just added some more stuff for him on that. Yeah, That's awesome. He'll be thrilled. He'll be thrilled. He'll be like, how was the podcast? And I'll be like, you need another week of maintenance. <laughs> hey, did I just notice that you no. and Tyler are drinking the same drink? Look, he's got so much free time now yeah, that he's yeah. not changing oh, bands every six weeks. Man. <laughs> I don't think we're ready to talk about that like in full yet because I think he's still like. Look, even us getting these new bands, I outright asked right away, "What's the lifespan?" He's like, "Yeah, a year, perfect." Yeah, wow. he thought that you were trying to like. I don't know if I ever told you this, but like when we were driving home the next day, and he was like. Do you he think Dexter me. was serious about his bands? And I'm like, he said he was. And he's like, I think that guy is trying to, like, dupe me. He's like, I think that he's trying to, like, put that one on me and, what? like, see what happens. And then I'm like, well, whatever. Like, I guess we'll just try it and see what happens. But, yeah, it was fine. Why would I sabotage you guys? What have I got to gain in that? There were juice box shooters happening. There, were, there was, there was, yeah. Know. You know, and, and I and I will say this right now too. I really don't think um, your your bands could probably last longer because one, you don't, your open play is not as much right prevalent. Yeah. And and two, you guys are closed during the summer, so you could probably like get a year's and a half worth out of that. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. I'm not telling him that. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Dexter, you can text him and tell him. <laughs> Apparently he doesn't believe me anyways. I don't know. Well, no, now he does. <laughs> That's good. So when we That's went good. home, so like, and this is like something else to just quickly touch on. And I don't know, I would imagine you guys probably deal with this as proprietors. I know that we do. Um, as soon as like you see a couple sets of aces or whatever the case is, um, the bitching and complaining obviously follows. And it's, when did you change the band's last? You must have just changed the band. Did you just need And it's like, no. so back after Williams Lake, and I think, I don't know, one of our competitive bowlers threw a set of aces and came over and was like, you just changed the bands. And Kelly's like, the bands aren't getting changed the rest of the <laughs> year. And it was like November. Yeah. And he's like, no. He's like, we're not changing bands anymore. <laughs> Dexter says no. We got, we got some really random stuff. The, my favorite, this is my favorite moment. And this is from like a competitive a competitive good bowler. She was bowling Thursday nights and I was working Thursday nights at the time. And she came up to me and she goes, what have you guys changed? I was like, 
absolutely nothing. nothing. Like, what are you talking about? We haven't changed anything. I don't have time in the winter to it change it. It cannot so, be how you're throwing the ball. Yeah. So she goes, no, no, you guys have changed something. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I haven't ripped that many three pins in my life, and they are not bad balls. And I looked at her and said, have you tried hitting the middle? <laughs> to be fair, I can also see myself saying something like that. To be fair. <laughs> it, was like, oh, so. it was funny. Sometimes you just gotta smile and nod. She also yeah. had a lot of juice box shooters that night. You didn't know Dexter. She just took them before she came to bowling. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna put juice box shooters on the special list at Village Lanes this year. Uh, all right. I oh, will, that's not bad. I will show up for an event. No, you won't. Yes, I will. Dexter, the, the, the I've big, got all the sorts big, of free time now. The 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 big event Dexter. I'll see you and Chase. Yeah, it's during Regina. The big huh? events during Regina, like they're whatever. Oh, the bowl bowl yeah, yeah, I know. I know that's tough because we've got. I know we have a lot of people that go to Regina that would typically come. The what weekend is Regina? The last it's weekend in February. February, last like week. mid-February, right? Last fe- last weekend in February. Well, hey, maybe I'll have to run it. That's the issue, though. Even if I run it the weekend before, like that's two big travel weekends in a row, right? And 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 that's and that's your um, probably your family day long weekend too. Yeah. 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 So. And you have to in February. Yeah. yeah. Kathy, uh, <laughs> we, we we touched on it a little bit earlier, but. There isn't a lot of shooters, per se, in Williams Lake, so we were getting, like, little cups of, like, vodka. They were, like, ketchup containers. It, it started off with spiced rum. We did straight spiced rum, and it wasn't great. And then we got straight vodka, and it also wasn't great. So we bought a little juice box of grape and squirted it in, and it, it got dramatically better. It wasn't also be the number of shots you did. I think is what happened. Like I don't think it got better. I think we just got more intoxicated. If if you need to do that again, spiced rum and apple juice tastes like apple pie. Don't tell me if you (laughs) if you need a juice box shooter. We we went with the wrong juice box. (laughs) You sure did. (laughs) Where was Tyler when we needed him? Still eighteen and still learning how to do shots. Good job. (laughs) <laughs> this kid could be like my protege on the drinking, not the blue. Yeah, we, we 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 did we did have a lady uh, just just to digress. We did have a lady on st- telling about stupid stories today. Um, she was an elderly lady, probably what in her sixties, Dex today, and her, and she came she came with her daughter and her granddaughter and was like, hey, so we want a bowl. It's like perfect. Okay, and I asked what size shoes. You normally ask oh, what yeah. size shoes. And then so she goes up and she's like her granddaughter says like three, three or four, whatever it was. And 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 okay, that sounds about right. And then she, I look at her and she's like, oh, I, I don't really know because you know people like I don't know what size, right? And it's like a size one. And and I and I, and I, and I, and I looked at Dex you're and like, I'm like, no. no, I was like, no, sorry, I, I don't think you're. And I'm trying to keep a straight face. She's like, yeah, I haven't bought shoes in, in a very long time. Um, maybe it's size two. And I, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm looking at Dexter, giving eye contact. Like, Kate, she already knows I think she's weird. So I said, try these on. We gave her size eights, and then she she wore them. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't that know happens all that. Like, I don't know if you deal with that. All I do. That's all the time. Like, it's amazing that people don't know what size their feet are. I find that maybe it's because we work 
in that industry? I find it so strange. I'm like, what size feet are you? And they're like, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Steve, which as long as you shave your head, no one will know. <laughs> but but I I, can't, I get it. I mean, like I know, you know what you you could be an eight. I don't know if I'm a seven and a half, maybe eight and a half, eight nine. You're whatever. probably a six and a half. Yeah, totally right. But it's it's like a one, a one. I, I just mind blown. Like that is out to lunch. What kind of shoes is she wearing? How long was she wearing them? Is she wearing shoes at all? I have a lot of questions <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, maybe she just maybe she's a flip flop gal. Maybe she's a flip flop. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe she gets her knits. I don't know. Maybe she's wearing knit ones. I don't know. Like <laughs> her knit slippers. Uh, I'd be surprised what people wear nowadays. I, I don't. Know. Do you have like the bowling employee skill of guessing people's shoe sizes? Oh, though? unbelievable! Super, super uh, every yes. single person that walks up to the yeah. counter, I you guess know. in my head before they, and I'm right seventy five percent of the time without looking at their feet. Yeah, like. <laughs> You, honestly, you look like you're a size 11, ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're Yikes. probably seven and a half. Yikes. Yeah. No, it is. It's weird. Or like the knack of like remembering people's shoe size. I get yeah. that a lot oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Where you just hand them their shoes and you're yeah. like, gosh, you are so, like, you remember everything. It's weird. It's a horrible, like, talent. <laughs> Dude, we see you 30 straight weeks. I know. There's like no excuse for us to not remember. True story. Do you guys, like, know, like, could you tell me every single one of your bowlers' names? Like, do you know them yes. all by name? Yes. I know 95%. Yeah. 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 And I also know what they drink, too. Well, yeah. Because yeah. you have a liquor license. <laughs> yeah. Making money. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Tyler, you miss all this stuff, don't you, now that you don't work at a bowling alley? Nope, not at all. No. Do you want me to think about that? Mm, no. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> This is why Tyler's smart. Maybe. I have not worked at a bowling alley for quite some time. Yeah, you're, there's nothing more when you deal with a customer and you go in the back and it's like, fucking bitch. Honestly. <laughs> there's, there's nothing more satisfying than you go in the back. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're great. Yeah, absolutely. Big smile. And it's like, I fucking loathe you. Like, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing more than, than, than more. Yeah, that's a bowling alley. That's a bowling alley right there, yeah. That's yeah. true. There's so many frustrations that, like, <laughs> members of the public will just never know. We could, I, do I a whole se- we could do a whole segment on things that just, like, oh. piss you off as a proprietor. We should. We, we should. should do that. That sounds like therapy. <laughs> so right? I, 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 will, I will say the one time I kind of, like, lost a little bit of a screwed. And I love Mark. I love John Stone to pieces, right? And Mark was complaining about oh. the approaches. And, th- and this was before we went to Synthetic. I think it was the same year. It was the and he was just And he was just upset about it. And sometimes you can't fix the wood the way you want, whether it's, it's there or not, right? And, and, I, and I went back, and I, you know what he said? It's so sticky. And me and Dex were at a concert. I think, oh, a No, no, I was working that night. Okay, no, 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 no. And I, no, I absolutely took the approach cleaner, and I went from front to, to foul line. And it was like just his lane, and it was absolutely glass. Like spotter, yeah, spotter. I did everything the whole lane. I just I, I did it right. No, but that was then, that was the week after because the week before he was on fifteen sixteen. Yeah, yeah. And like sixteen was like. Oh, okay, we're sticky. not upset with Mark. It's, it's just a no, no, not, not, not even not even remotely. It was just funny because like I cleaned it, and then he was like, "This is way too fast." <laughs> like 
Well, what do you want me to do now, Mark? You, you want me to go grab a hose? Like, I'll yeah. go water down the lane. <laughs> so we had our um, we have an invitational tournament. It, it's like it's, it's essentially like a mini open. Yeah. Um, in the interior, and it runs on a Saturday Sunday. Um, so Saturday we're running the event, and all is fine and well, and people are scoring well. Everything's good, and like. I don't know about you guys, but like when we host tournaments, like we'll indulge like in a couple beverages as we're doing our thing. And uh, at the end of the night, we were like getting ready to clean up. And I looked at Kelly. I had like gone away to maybe like clean the other room and I come back and I look at Kelly and I'm like, what are you using on the lanes right now? Like to clean the lanes. And he's like, I'm just using some spotter. And he did like the whole lanes in like spot, you know, the, yeah. see, Kelly tried to kill us. <laughs> so the next day, and Kelly was like shit canned. He was hammered that night. Cleaning, he must've used like a full thing of approach spotter. Everybody came in the next morning and it was like a 6 a.m. start. And we had like people falling down like Roland Hanley. I don't know if you guys know Roland Hanley. Um, Shelly Stuchnow, like people that should not like be a little concerned <laughs> should not if be falling. themselves if they fall. People were falling down all Sunday. It never got better. Never got better. Just in a drunken thing, he's like, I think I'm just gonna try this today. And like maybe on any other day. Maybe not <laughs> you know, today. I, I I have used that before we had um our our uh we had our wood, I used that for stripping the lanes. I love spotter it's my favorite like thing and it's hard to come by now like i don't know can you still get it um, you can we... probably get it you can get in the aerosol you can still get it in the container i love um, it ever like since the we went to the synthetics we clean everything with just water we don't have to do anything other than just water what if like somebody comes up and is like oh it's sticky water what? we have like seriously since we have had synthetics we have not used any approach cleaner besides water the entire time. I can get on board with you, like telling me not to change the bands, but like <laughs> telling water? you, this is too far. It is at least with ours. It just everything wipes off like nothing, like nothing. A little bit of water, good to go. Dry it off, done. I I I do think our approaches have gone definitely heavier over the time, but not like, a little bit, not not like crazy heavy, no. like. That's normal, so, though. Like, I think true. bowlers just have, like, a traumatic response to water. And it's just, Ugh. like, you got to give us some time. you got to ease it, into it. It's, just like, it's like a show and shine, right? You know, wet and then dry, right? You just That's how you kind of do it. That's yeah. how you do it? You, rubbing alcohol is another good one, yeah. We use that for the Pindex, yeah. Rubbing yeah. alcohol. I, I just worry about the, the approach cleaner, like, um, with synthetic cleans. Does it wear through, right? And that's kind of my big worry about it. Yeah, just how how often, laminate. how how much do you want to put on it before it wears down? Why does don't know, right? So, wax on, wax off. You're right, just like that, Ken. Nice. Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. See, we know what it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Kaylin, do you have any? parting comments for us i don't know if i have i am out of questions i don't thank you guys for having me on it was fantastic 
How many um, white claws did you go through? I only went through one. I opened, I opened three because I was scared. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I don't want to have to like get up and get another one and like leave. So there's, I still have to finish one of them. Good work. Yeah. Well done. Would you expect any less? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I didn't see any grape, bo or grape juice boxes, so it must have been fine. I'm not doing that. <laughs> nope. All right. Um, any other questions, comments, anybody, before we finish this up? All good. Awesome. Well, first, I'd like to Thanks, thank guys. all of our Patreon members. If you guys want to subscribe, patreon.com slash 5 universe. Um, this is how we put all of these fun things on for you. And other than that, thank you so much for coming on, Kayla. You betcha, guys. Thanks for having me. Awesome. We'll run our closing stuff, and have a great week, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Yeah.